0: Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today we're talking about the Qingming Festival. Qingming Shizie Yu Fenfen Fen Lu Shang Xing Yen Yu Dun Huan Ji Wen Hu Chu Yau Mu Tong Yau Zhi Xing That, dear listeners, was a famous poem that we all had to learn as kids, growing up in Taiwan, uh, written by the famous Tang Dynasty poet Du Mu, who lived from 803 to 852 A.D. A Duke University professor translated this poem as follows. In the season of Qingming, rain falls ceaselessly through the day. Traveling among the mourners, my soul begins to fray. Where might one find a drink of wine, I ask a shepherd boy. He points out a village deep in apricot blossoms down down the way. This past Tuesday was the Qingming Festival also known as the tomb-sweeping festival, one of the major holidays of Chinese tradition. The tomb-sweeping part of this is perhaps easier to explain and to understand. It is what it says. On this day, by tradition, Chinese families are supposed to visit the tombs of their ancestors to pay their respects to spruce up the tombstones if necessary, and to pluck away the weeds that may have grown up in the cemeteries. As grave sites were normally outside of urban centers and more in the countryside, it was customary also for Chinese families on the occasion of this holiday to hike a little and take in a measure of nature. But, the holiday's custom of visiting one's forebear's tombs also presupposes that people generally don't live too far from those tombs. This was generally true in pre-modern times. It's a lot less true nowadays. Certainly, the millions of Chinese living in the diaspora cannot get to their ancestors' tombs with any ease. And in the case of Taiwan, those Chinese Taiwanese who migrated to Taiwan in 1949 became permanently cut off from the burial sites of their ancestors back in mainland China. For them, the occasion of Qingming was always a source of melancholy, a symbol of their deracination. My grandparents whose final resting place at the military cemetery just outside Taipei I recently visited certainly felt that way. But let's back up. So the tomb-sweeping part is easy enough to explain. What about the qingming part? It's apparently difficult enough to explain that we don't bother translating the term's meaning, we just transliterate it, say, qingming. Qingming literally means clear and bright. Clarity and brightness. You may be wondering right now what clear and bright has to do with the solemnity of visiting the graves of our parents and grandparents. It doesn't, not directly. Qingming, clear and bright, is actually not so much the name of a holiday as the name of one of the 24 micro-seasons on the Chinese almanac. The traditional Chinese farmer's almanac divided the year into 24 segments to help an agricultural society remember when to plant seeds, when to harvest, and so on. And by tradition, upon the micro-season of clarity and brightness, defined as 15 days after the Northern Hemisphere spring equinox, families all to go visit their ancestors. Whereas most traditional Chinese holidays are determined by the lunar calendar, so that their dates fluctuate each year in the Western solar Gregorian calendar, the 24 micro-seasons are determined by the position of the sun and match onto the Gregorian calendar quite nicely. This makes Qingming the rare Chinese holiday that is always at the same time each year, well, roughly at least. It is usually April 4th or April 5th. It was also recently pointed out to me that the great Middle English poem, The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer, opens at the exact same time as Qingming. Here are are the opening lines rendered in modern English. When April, with its sweet-smelling showers, has pierced the drought of March to the root, and bathed every vein in such liquid by which power the flower is created, when the west wind also, with its wet breath, in every wood and field has breathed life into the tender new leaves and the young sun has run half its course in aries and so on and so on half run its course in aries or run half its course in aries meaning the sun ingresses into 15 aries that that is the same thing as 15 days after the spring equinox it is What is defined on the Chinese almanac as Qingming, the season of clear and bright. So, why was the season of Qingming designated for tomb sweeping? Well, the timing of it seems originally not to have had too much tradition associated with it. What happened was that Chinese emperors began to visit the tombs of their forebears around this time, and ordinary people took to emulating their rulers. Specifically, the story goes that Liu Bang, the founding emperor of the Han Dynasty, was the first to establish this tradition. Longtime listeners may recall the story of the founding of the Han Dynasty, Liu Bang had begun not only as a commoner, but also as a good-for-nothing, a small-time crook. His family were not the sort of people who commanded respect. And it took Liu Bang years to defeat his enemies to become emperor. After he ascended the throne, Liu Bang took time to return to his home village, where he looked for his parents' tombs. But he'd been away for so long, and no one, in the meantime, had taken care of the gravestones, so that weeds had grown up around them, and Liu Bang couldn't find them. In despair, he took a piece of paper and tore it into pieces. He said a prayer, asking for the spirits of his parents to guide him. Then he threw the shreds of paper into the air. The wind blew the paper across the grass to a certain spot. Liu Bang ran over to look, and sure enough, obscured by tall grass and eroded by the elements though they were, there stood his parents' gravestones. Traditionally, though, the Chinese also observed another holiday, the Cold Food Festival, at around the same time. According to tradition, it was Lord Wen of the Kingdom of Jing during the spring and autumn era who started this holiday. Just to remind you, the spring and autumn era was when China was divided into five warring kingdoms. The story goes that Lord Wen who lived in the 7th century BC, was forced into exile as a young man, essentially living as a refugee for a time. Once he literally had nothing to eat and was on the verge of starvation. At this time, his loyal servant, a man named Jie Zitui, sliced off a piece of his own flesh from his thigh, and fed it to his lord. Yes, I know, it's gross. Years later, Lord Wen returned to the kingdom of Qing and took power. He sought, then, to reward those courtiers who were loyal to him, even during his period of misfortune. Jie Zitui, however, was such a modest and unassuming man that not only did he not seek any rewards, but he had by this time retired from Lord Wen's service and went up a mountain with his mother to live in seclusion. Remembering Jie Zitui, Lord Wen went out to the mountain to try to find him, but All that Lord Wen knew was that his man was somewhere on the mountain, and it would be incredibly difficult to find him in such a large area. At this time, one of his other courtiers came up with the bright idea of setting fire to the mountain. Again, I know. What the hell? The idea was to flush out the very man that Lord Wen was trying to find and trying to reward. So they set fire to the mountain. But even then, Jie never came out. After the fire died down, they found two charred corpses huddled together. It was Jie and his mother. After this tragedy, Lord Wen ordered that every year on this day, the people of the kingdom of Jing would not light the fire in their kitchen. On this day, everyone had to eat cold food. Hence, the cold food festival. At least, that's the story. Modern scholarship suggests that the story might be apocryphal, and was probably not the true origin of the holiday. And in reality, the cold food festival is no longer widely observed. It's been more or less absorbed into Qingming itself, so that in some parts of China, the custom is to eat cold food only on Qingming. For this process of two holidays merging into one, we can largely thank the nearly identical timing of the two holidays on the traditional calendar. And for the nearly identical timing, we have a German to thank. Adam Schall, the 17th century Jesuit missionary from Cologne, whom we've mentioned before on this podcast, rose to a prominent position as imperial astronomer in the early days of the Qing dynasty. Eventually The Qing emperor put him in charge of updating the Chinese calendar using his knowledge of astronomy, including the Almanac with its 24 micro seasons. It was Adam Shaw who fixed the date of the cold food festival at exactly one day before Qingming each year. And that is the tradition we have inherited until today. This has been MODG. Thank you for listening.